This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Uh, good morning and welcome. We're back here on a Wednesday. Uh, and last night, uh, the Board of Education uh, had their meeting for uh, Decatur Public Schools District 61. Uh, and uh, very exciting stuff uh, we are going to be talking about over the uh, the next 20 minutes or so. And we welcome into the program uh, Dr. Rochelle Clark, who is the superintendent of District 61, Andrew Taylor, who is currently the president of the board, and our good friend Steve Oliver from BLDD. How did you guys, let me start with you, just a curiosity, because this has become your thing, right? Has it always been your thing? No, actually it hasn't. It's been... Okay, I, we need that microphone turned up. There yeah, we go. No, it hasn't. Actually, it's probably been about 25 years now where we've really started focusing our expertise on educational environments. But you're doing this stuff all over the place. We are. We follow are. you guys on LinkedIn. I can see your projects you work on. And, and uh, it's amazing. I mean, there's a certain amount of people, I think, just in society that want everything to be the way it was. Uh, and then there's a certain amount of people that have sort of a futurist sort of thinking about what things could be. And Nick pointed out earlier, you know, if you look at Johns Hill and if you look at the new school we're talking about today, that integration of spatial relationships, you know, where it used to be sort of a grade school looked like a grade school. Then you went to junior high to get the junior high experience and then you got to high school. Now they all have sort of a community college feel where you're learning about that from the very beginning. Right. They're, they're very different from the schools you and I went to school with. The yes. double-loaded corridor. They're with better. A hallway and equal-sized classrooms on both sides. Everything was the same. Um, now you find different shaped classrooms, different sizes. There's a lot of small group meeting rooms to pull students out. Um, a lot of flexibility building to these schools. So they're very, very different from what we were doing even 25 years ago. All right. And Dr. Clark, does that sort of, does that add up to sort of where education is? Uh, you know, that the space is important in a very different way today? than it was 25 years ago? Absolutely. I mean, and you hit the nail right on the head. We do want them to have that college feel because our ultimate goal is college for a lot of our kids. So this way they're not afraid of what they're going to see. Yeah, but you also have, you know, and we've talked about this and in, 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 in been quite candid about it. You, you know, some of the problems that you're having in behavior is coming from kids who sort of missed that junior high experience because of COVID. They, they go from basically grade school thrown into high school and they didn't have that interaction. This is starting in kindergarten. Absolutely. So uh, we're just going to continue to focus on those behaviors. I made a plea last night. Uh, from my parents to say, hey, we do need your help, and they're going to get another message from me this week. But ultimately, we're hoping that the changes that we're making in education um, is going to bring about a great change. Okay, so Andrew, what happened last night? I mean, where are we in this phase? I know it's been kind of a long haul. I'm sure you feel it more than anybody as the elected official that gets all the feedback from the community, but but where are we in this process? We are about to, uh, moving into the design uh, construction document phase. We have our design, we have our general layout, we have our um, a concept where now Steve and his team will take this into a long, lengthy process of about 17 weeks where they absolutely every single technical aspect of this building what precisely are these engineers what are these construction companies what are they going to build so that all gets laid out in the construction documents and then it goes to bid okay then bid and then right uh and, and so walk us through this process it, it you know it, it feels like it's been a, a lengthy one because of all the debate about another location and now this location where will this be this will be at the site of the former oak grove school and it's it's been a lengthy process and everybody has the right to weigh in but ultimately we settled here the our magnet programs are incredibly popular this one has been less popular and we hope to change that and, and why is that it's the hasn't been that the program hasn't been up to what we would hope it to be. And I mean, you mean the program? What are you talking about? The STEM program. STEM. The STEM program. We it, it's where 
science, technology, science, technology engineering, engineering all of yeah. that. It's where industries and what you're saying about the collaborative nature of this building it's not just college it's not just community college some of the most successful workplaces in the world have this utilize this design of collaboration where people that are working there can walk by and see people with a problem or a project and help out the, the collaborative nature of being able to work together in a central location but the 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 the, the trek to get to here was a long one but i think that this is the the best outcome and i'm happy with it all right what was the reaction of the rest of the board last night everybody seemed to be happy we we sat down with bldd last week so we had a preview of what they were going to present and there's a few minor questions a few minor concerns but other than that no complaints and we're happy to be moving forward all right and cost budget all of that right on target okay and if you get the ability of uh, uh, you know to be able to, we're a donor state. You know this. You're an economic mm -hmm. developer. So for every dollar that we pay into the federal government, we don't get a full dollar back. No. Uh, in Illinois, right? Uh, we pay know. more than we get. Yes. And so if you are able to have the opportunity to build a brand new school, uh, I mean, Nick and I were talking about this from get go. Wherever that might be, mm -hmm. uh, and this is where it landed, you've got to take advantage. Of course, of that. there's always going to be debate in the community on how to utilize grant funds and things like this, but the opportunity to secure a fixed asset, a replacement of a school at almost no no cost to the taxpayer, it's not something we can well, turn our back right, on. Be careful now, because I'm, I'm going to be your, your campaign manager, even though you're not running for re-election. I mean, there is cost. We, we're paying oh, federal cool. taxes yeah. in, but we're not getting all that back. And so to be able to land this, to do this, mm -hmm. you know, for the next 40, 50 years is an incredible deal that just doesn't come along very often. I don't believe it's ever happened before. Yeah. So what do you talked about the design? It, it's beautiful. Well, thank you. It uh, The goal was for the building committee was to be a very classic timeless material. So there's a lot of brick on the exterior, um, some limestone looking, which is precast. And there's some, if you'll see, there's some splashes of color to really identify the entry points. There's an entry on each side of the building, one for bus drop off, the other for parent drop off. So there's going to be kids coming in from each side of the building. Um, and that's intentional to separate the vehicular traffic. Um, but really they all come into what we call the heart and soul of the building, which is the common space. It's where, so many things happen. It's multi-purpose. It's the, where they dine together. There'll be presentations. There'll be performances all in that space. And so you'll see in the in the renderings, it's really the heart and soul of the building, what we kind of call the living room for the building. Uh, you know, it's amazing. I don't remember, uh, it, well, I, I can't recall uh, an architectural firm, you know, quoting Henry David Thoreau to sell you on the math, uh, but it is this sort of perfect mesh of art and, and science and right, math, right? It is. It is. There's a lot of engineering, but there's also a lot of creativity and art that goes into it. And it's, that's really what architecture is, is sort of problem solving, bringing those two things together. But that is relatively new in the public education realm, right? Right. I mean, it really is. You know, we did it one way for a couple of hundred years, and now we're thinking about it in a different regard. Right, right. And, you know, the thing about kids today, they, you know, they learn in different ways. You know, not everybody can learn from lecture style. And so creating these spaces where kids can have hands-on learning, they can learn from, you know, presentations, from maker spaces, science, all those things, really allowing kids to learn in different ways, which is really how they learn today. Okay. Uh, and, and Andrew, the, the overall timeline, I know we talked about what comes next, but, but when will people, I mean, when will this happen? Construction in after will probably will likely hopefully begin August eighth. Uh, That's what's projected in the in the timeline. So this August, this August, uh -huh. and it should be completed occupied by January of two thousand twenty five. 
Okay, so we're talking about you know year what year mm-hmm. and a half, year and eight Which months. Tracks right on with the construction of Johns Hill. Fourteen months from spade in the ground to students at the desks. All right, and in the the construction budget, thirty three, a little over thirty three million dollars. Thirty seven. Thirty seven. Okay. It's a, total it, projects is thirty. Oh, total project budget. All I guess. Soft costs project. and furniture and technology. Yeah. Every desk and pencil in place, about thirty seven million dollars. All right. Well, you do, once again, your campaign manager, <laughs> you, you you price it at you know, right. Be conservative. Thirty six eight thirty eight. We were under that number. Right. Uh, Dr. Clark, uh, you know, um, you, you clearly every time this happens, then everybody else wants a new school too, and you're not able to do this for everyone. But that doesn't mean you can't. I, you have to do this, you know, one at a time, right? Absolutely. And once they see the school, everyone is going to fall in love with it, especially the outdoor space. It is beautifully designed. Okay. Now, how will students be eligible to be at this school? So right now, uh, our magnet schools, you have to apply. So, of course, the current students that are there will automatically just roll over into the new building. And we will be pushing for more students. We're going to be able to add about 40% more kids. Okay. Okay, size-wise then. So what's the capacity is 600 students. Okay, K, up to K uh, through 8, K right? K through 8, correct. Will most, eventually, will most schools be K through 8? Eventually, that is my goal. Uh, yeah, I mean, but this is nationally, right? I mean, yes. I mean, they're doing away with sort of the whole middle school model, which makes a lot of sense to me. But you, you know, uh, who knows? Uh, what about enterprise? What about some of the other things that are out there? You know, I, what are we doing with the other schools as we move forward? Eventually, as you were talking about, I was listening to the previous segment. What you're talking about is inevitability. Inevitably, every school will be a place. Nothing lasts forever. So we move through these at a predictable rate. This one was different because of the funding source, yeah. but eventually. Dennis will be replaced. Enterprise will be rep- uh, moved to repurpose. Uh, the Enterprise building, it's what has happening with it right now, which is currently American Dreamer, it's still up in the air. But we've got a few ideas on how we're going to repurpose that building. And we put forward a first reading last night of a new board policy that if a vacated building is not repurposed to a functional capacity within three years, it's demolished. And that's board policy. So we're not going to have any more of these buildings sitting around vacant for decades. I'm, I'm sure there are critics of that. I mean, sure. people who are in favor of saving historical sites and, and all that. I mean, but this is the thing. You're going to get this one way or the other. Mm-hmm. If you let the, the building stand there, you're going to get critics that, that say you're just leaving an eyesore in a neighborhood. If you take care of them, you're going to get people that say you're not preserving history. I don't know how you win that argument. And I, I hear that argument. I understand that argument. And I, I, I want continuity of history. And if something can be repurposed, I'm an economic developer. I want every building to be repurposed to something positive. But I get far more criticism of empty buildings, dilapidating all that. We can't just leave things lying around in the community. We have to clean up after ourselves. We can't leave these buildings sitting around. All right. Not that you're counting down. When's your last day? Um, I believe uh, election is April 4th. So the final meeting will be sometime in May. All right. So what does that mean for you sitting here right now? I mean, you've well, got all the, the mm-hmm. you've got all of the controversy, but you've got all the accomplishments. You're sitting here today looking at this beautiful new school. How would you gauge the, the experience overall? I think that more people should engage in public service the way I did. I mean, it's been turbulent four years for me. I mean, I'm dealing with personalities and pandemics. So there's more I wanted to get done, but there's a lot of great people in this community. I don't have to do it all myself. I work with great people every single day. So many of them think about stepping up and getting involved in stuff. It's time consuming and it's stressful, but it's work worth doing. And so I mean, it's rewarding at the end of the day. I mean, that, that's where you land. I mean, you, yes, you have to have a thick skin. You have to be able to deal with it. You have to be able to say, you have to make the call and stick with it. But I, I, I would encourage everybody, anybody, if you want, if you're passionate about this community, then there's a lot of ways you can serve. And it's not just on the school board. 
Well said. I uh, I hope more people do. And we do have a very important election coming up. Uh, you know, these are the decisions. I know everybody gets worked up about presidential elections. I'm telling you, uh, 99% of your day-to-day life gets decided at this local level, and it's very, very important. Uh, Dr. Clark, uh, this is, you know, when you don't get to come in and build a new school every day, right? Right. This is exciting for me. First year superintendent, really. My first full year. Yeah. And I'm working on a brand new school with a great team. Yeah. It doesn't get any better than that. How's the school year going so far? You know, we've had some ups and downs. Like I said, I made a plea last night um, about the discipline, the disruptive behaviors, but the overall um, growth of the school district is doing very well. I love the fact that we have great kids, and I just want to make sure that we focus on that. All right. And and what about community relations? You know, as you kind of get planted and, and you get to meet different folks and, you know, it seems like there's a lot of people out there that are, that are you know, that sometimes people just need a call to action, right? I mean, they're standing by kind of ready to do something, but somebody's got to kind of charge them up and go, no, this is what we need to do. How are you finding the community relations part of things? Well, Andrew does help with that piece of it. And of course, I uh, rely on my communication. So I've already started having those meetings. I have regular monthly and quarterly meetings with the people that I turn to for um, things like, um, hey, I just want to get your uh, feel on this step that I'm going to take, or I, I'm definitely close to my police department. I keep in contact with them, my unions, just to kind of keep everybody up on what we're doing and just getting that feedback. But I do want to get out in the community even more, sure. and I would love if the community can come and volunteer more in our schools. Well, we're going to do it. We're going to be principal for a day coming up, uh, I think, Tuesday of next week. We're very excited about that. So, guys, congratulations. This looks great. Steve, beautiful job, Thank as you. always. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.